Hello, this is Bonded Voices. The topic tonight is how many friends do you have? And this is Lauren. This is Greg. Not me. Yeah, so how many friends do you have? So what got me thinking was, you know, we go through life and we wonder, we got family and we keep telling people about friends and then we tell a lot of people all the time about best friends. But what's a best friend? What's a friend? And I, I think for most people, they probably couldn't quantify what either of those things actually are. So I, I, I'll give you an example and we can sort of riff off this. Is how do you greet someone? Is how you greet someone a key to who, how, what sort of a friend they are? But like, do you greet everybody the same, whether they're an acquaintance or a friend? And then along the lines of like, what makes them a friend? What is it you do together, share together, or have shared it? What makes them a friend? I can definitely go off the how you greet them. I know that uh, for the, the people that I'm closer with, I give them a hug. I don't care who you are. I, I hug them, get, shake their hand, hug them. Uh, the people that are more of just an acquaintance, I definitely shake their hand. You know, right. always stand up, shake someone's mm-hmm. hand. But yeah. other than that, like, I don't know. I don't I haven't really thought about how I... So, so what, interestingly, LA, no one acknowledges anybody, right? It's really a strange situation. When we moved here to Scottsdale, I would drive down the street and hand up to wave. And my kids were like, do you know them? I'm like, no, she's <laughs> waving. All right. They're acquaintances. They may be people you know in the neighborhood. You don't wave at everybody because you'll think you're mm-hmm. kind of strange, right? But um, people who see in the neighborhood, you don't maybe know their name. Wait, if, if I met someone who was a neighbor who I shared nothing with, it would be a handshake. But I not, don't do the fist bump much. Never <laughs> like that because I think it's too disconnected. And then a hug would be, a hug, pat on the back sort of thing would be for someone who is a, a real friend. And definitely someone who I would call my best friend. It would be definitely be that. And I think that, and people might be like, oh, who cares? I think it does matter because I think you're able to, you know, there's that, what's that saying? Saying, um, show me the friends and I'll show you the man or, mm-hmm. or something yeah. along that line. Right. right. So, and your friends are, who you are like, like if you go hang out with a bunch of thieves and robbers oh we tell the kids that all the time right. you're going to be judged as the whole not as an individual right well right. i wonder so do the thieves hug each other because you got to worry about fingerprints no, they do. you've got to worry about <laughs> uh, absolutely uh, so because they're friends right and that goes back to what we talked sure. about in one of the, the last episode right which is they're connected with values and their values align sure sure very true I, I think there's something to that physical connection there because is. if you oh. and all kinds of studies have been done where if you actually touch someone and there's a stronger bond with that individual as well, we're all blessed with households of people. And so an embrace in my household is not difficult to come by. Right. However, I do realize that many of the people that I run into on a daily basis, that may not be the case. But if you embrace them, you give them a hug, man, that changes the changes the topic. And to your point, Lauren, yeah, I don't do I don't there is a there is a line somewhere arbitrarily in my mind on who gets a hug and who doesn't. Yeah. And I think it should be, though. Right. Sure. Uh, um, And I think about it because, you know, the church talks about laying on of hands and how powerful it is to actually 
especially when you pray with someone, touch someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you when someone's sick, you touch them to heal them, right? So there's that is is definitely a big part of it. So I was just going to throw in there. It's funny. Um, so in the jujitsu world, we all end every class where you line up, you know, say hey, good job to everyone, but you you give them a hug as you wow. Yeah. Everyone that you, it's a shared experience, a shared combat. It's this, you, you know, hey, it's one of those things to say, hey, we're not mad. Whatever happened in class happened, right? Right. You know, there's no hard feelings about anything. And those are people that I will hug, but I will not, I may not know their name. So, so this is like guys, friends with guys, right? It's interesting that because I remember distinctly from my late teens, a girl gave me a hug and patted me on the back. And a buddy of mine was like, you got no chance with her. She'd give you a, the, the pat on the back. <laughs> so, so that's the, with the opposite sex, right? That's you know, if, it's, if it's the back rub, got it's it. the race, okay. or it's the, ah. Well, that's fascinating. But before we go there, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking back to one of the things that connected the three of us was the Little League world. And for a period of time, there was no handshaking after the games because of the fear of spreading any, you know, infections or whatever it might be. And that to me was, I struggled with that mentally yeah, because I, I think there's value in, you go back to your jujitsu conversation of you square up with someone, you compete with them, but then there's also the mutual respect of that was a great battle. I appreciate you. Thank you. Exactly, exactly. And, and when the when the handshake was removed from youth sports altogether, I'm glad that we had deviated back to shaking hands after the competition. And maybe it just shows how important it was all along. That what we went through with COVID was removed all of that physical connection. And people now realize how powerful and how strong it is. And, and, and it's probably back even stronger than it was before. I know it is with a lot of my guy friends who... I had the same feeling to me that there was something wrong about the disconnection. Well, even mm-hmm. our, our coffee group, right? We, yeah. Everyone, they're welcomed with a, a hug. Right? right. What's what's fascinating is that when somebody walks in, the group stands up. She's respectful. Gives a hug. Yeah. Absolutely. Respectful. Yeah. So in listening to different podcasts and reading different topics, it's fascinating the how you're greeted when you come home. And that respect part. So when you come home, obviously the dog's going to jump up and come running, yeah. which, which is quote unquote man's best friend. But your significant other, are right. they just peeking their head over the couch? Hey, what's up? Or does somebody get up, embrace? Hey, how was your day? Oh, I, I, and I think that's a telling sign, and the kids can see it as well. Is whether you have a healthy marriage and a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. If there's that connection when they walk come home. Mm-hmm. Either of you, right? You or the wife. Um, but what about us that never leave the home? We work from house, right? <laughs> so well, we never have. Well, then you yeah, better be on alert all the time. Exactly. But then you do it in the morning, right? It's true. Like, Very true. Yeah. Because, you know, I get out of bed usually just before the wife does, and then you definitely get a hug and a kiss before get on with coffee and everything else. And before people go off to work. Sure. Yeah. So and I think that's important. So along the lines of friends, what's the transition to brother? See, now, interestingly, the the people have said that biblically, 
to call, or not even just biblically, but I think even in the Roman culture, to call someone brother meant that you were willing to bequeath them what you had. Hmm. It was a line that you crossed to say, you're that special to me that if anything happens to me, you'll take care of this for me. Whatever that was, whether, and probably back then it was the family. Of course. You know? Wow. You know, so that 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 that, that brother became a, a big deal at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you know, staying on track with the whole idea of, you know, how many friends you have and what makes a friend. And, yeah, these are all important things to think about, you know, for all the people listening. It's a case of, like, evaluate. How many people do I hug every day? Mm-hmm. How many people who I think are friends will only give me a handshake? Now, is it because they're awkward or do they just not consider me that close a friend? So does society outside of our group really, like, you know, guys are supposed to be guys. And so, you know, hugging them, does that is that looked down upon as society? Oh, you're soft because you hug them. Yeah. You're- no, I think it's I think it's another it's another barrier, right? It, uh, uh, this way I look at it: if if a wave is like, hey, you imagine you walking down the hallway in the office, a wave is like, yeah, maybe know you, don't know you, whatever. Handshake would be start of a meeting, something more important. But you wouldn't hug a work colleague who you just share work stuff with. Unless you shared something more than that to make well, it's not a shared experience, friends, sure. Right? sure. Yeah. If you worked on a, a huge project together and you became bonded over that yeah. project, yeah. Yeah. If you if, right, going back to yeah, that shared experience, right? See, because I would even suggest getting a, and I've even done this before for myself, concentric circles like a big target. The middle's family, then it's friends, then it's acquaintances. And then it's everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Work, everything, that sort of stuff. Or, and acquaintances fall into work. But it's interesting if you took someone's name, Pete, and went, hmm, it's not family, so is he a friend or an acquaintance? And and sum them up to see. And Because you could probably then say, well, is Pete the sort of guy who I could share more with and graduate that to being a friendship? <laughs> I'm I'm only laughing because you're, in theory, you're moving people up and down, A's and B's. So to your point on, are there some people that you might move up? Then there's also people that you might move down as you go through different phases of life. We all had the best buddy back in grade school or middle school that maybe you've lost contact with that person over the years. Yeah, and I think even you could even look at it in those terms of, I have a friend who's probably closer to me than my one of what a couple of my brothers at least, and that may be cruel to hear, right? But I shared, I've shared more, especially since childhood, with this person than with my brothers. And family is always going to be family, but I think you know you don't get you give you get given your family, you don't choose them. And I've always said you should have to work harder with your family. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people saying, yeah, I've got a brother, but we're really not that good of friends. Or I've got a sister, but we're not that close, is the way people use mm-hmm. it. But they're, not, they're probably not friends. They don't share things. And then 
my mother didn't talk to one of her sisters for 11 years. Yeah, I, I kind of fall in that uh, category myself. I, I think went 13 years without talking to my brother. Right. But it, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it was technically by choice because I didn't reach out, but um, there's an 18-year difference in age. So when I was in my teenage years and he was in his, you know, 20s and 30s, it's we didn't have a lot in common. And he lived in a state, you know, 1,500 miles away. So it wasn't like we got to see each other right. a lot. Um, but I do now, like, with my brother and sister that are older, um, and I won't say how much older, but uh, I already <laughs> said my brother. Never mind. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to connect with them more and more and their kids because I, you know. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people that didn't naturally go out and have that family connection. So, mm -hmm. so some people may ask, right, how, why is it important to count on your friends you have? Maybe it isn't, but I, I, I look at life and say to myself, again, back to that idea of you show me your friends, show you the man. Mm -hmm. And I think in that, in that instance, if you have a large group of quality friends, that says a lot about you. And uh, I, even this year, especially you know, following on from the promises made New Year's Eve, one of them was to build better friendships. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started to think when we were thinking of these topics and um, the, the coffee sessions, people I hug every week are probably friends. People I could call, ask them to do something, do something, they'll be there for you, they can share conversations, lean on them, all that. And so it, that's the part of the addition for me is like, is it five a week or you know 12 a month or is it two? And is two good enough or do you need 10? I, I think that depends on a lot of different factors. I think it comes down to personality types. Yeah. There's the, the idea of uh, the term still waters run deep. So there's some people that might have three friends that just unbelievably rock solid and they're full with three. Right. And those relationships might meet a, or reach a different level than someone that might say they have 15 or 20 close friends. And I think that comes down to individual perception and what is that. We talked a, a little bit outside of one of these podcasts about the in-depthness of conversation and connecting with people. Right. Uh, I think that's one of the elements that makes a friendship. Well, sure. I personal experience last week. I had um, my son went in for surgery. I reached out to two guys. It was you two, right? <laughs> right. So, I mean, I have definitely have more friends, right? But everyone in the, the the friend circle, and I have different friend circles everywhere. But like people that I would want to talk to about things would be you too. So, uh, so the, I was just thinking this, right? Because I think all of us have multiple groups of friends that, like you showed us your text earlier from other friends, right? I don't know if I've ever met any of them. Right? Probably. But they're outside, <laughs> and you know, I have friends outside of that. Um, I still have people who I met who I haven't seen in 15 years in, in Australia, I'd hug them because they're, they're a friend. Sure. You know, I've got a buddy in San Diego who, when we go this weekend, if I see him, I'll hug him. Me and him shared a bond that is a friendship for life sort of thing. 
and uh, and so everyone has those multiple circles but you know for, for those people who who don't okay how do you get started how do you build friends because there's one thing to talk about how many friends you have but how do you get there like let's say you're someone who's like i don't have a lot of friends so I think that's a fascinating topic. And Lauren, I know you want to jump in on this one, but I'm going to cut you off. So <laughs> this group, the friendship amongst the three of us has tremendously matured yeah. over the period of this, of 2023, quite honestly. I still would have and did hug you guys when I saw you. Still that connection, still that embrace, but... The weekly experience, the development of, you know what? I'm walking a similar path to these guys and they're listening to me and I'm listening to them. And this is really becoming very important and valuable. And so I think to your point, Ian, is building your own group and, and not necessarily that you have to start out with your your best friend from your childhood. No, it doesn't. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. things, times change, right? Well, I think, and, and no knock on anyone in the group, we weren't, like, really close. No. Until this year. Correct. In yeah. December of last year, we were, we knew each other. We would hug each other and mm -hmm. say, hey, how's it going? We had the shared experience. But what's transpired over the last eight, eight months now has been nothing short of a, like, uh, metamorphosis of a so, so let's look at the elements in that <clears throat> one of them's been a, a commitment to doing things and holding those commitments what other elements would we throw in there as being elements that people could look at and say ah maybe this person who i talk with a lot is more of a friend than i'm considering them to be so this might not hit exactly on that topic but one of the things that i think is very valuable within our group is the weekly reach from somebody within the group saying, does Wednesday morning work for everybody? Right. And we and, use Slack for that. By Yeah, and it's great. Uh, Ian's, I think Ian set it up. One of you guys set it up. Uh, and it's, it's worked wonderful. There's all kinds of channels, what have you. But that, that notification, in, and what I'm driving at is rather than we're going to pound a stake into the ground and say we're always meeting Thursday mornings, 9 o'clock at this location. Right. The benefit of weekly check-in, and we've moved the location a few times, we've moved days sometimes, the benefit of the weekly check-in is that it keeps it top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't allow someone to say, ah, I'm just going to make it next week. I'll just make it next and, week. And there's no one dominant within it where it's like they're always setting the date they're always setting the location they're all and i think that's probably again one of the keys to it is flexibility mm -hmm. so you know i think good friendships always come down to good flexibility and you if someone can't make it one week or let's say you had a let's say you and i lauren were going to meet for coffee and i said ah, i can't make it this friday it, you don't get super let down by that because part of being good friends is allowing for that Right. You know, people not to always be 100% consistent. Mm -hmm. well, life happens, right? Yes, so right. you have to yeah. be able to be flexible enough for that. You know, because I, you know, I remember talking to the kids about how friendships change. And um, Ali would always say to me, like, oh, isn't, they're not friends anymore. I wonder what happened. I'll be like, 
that's what happens when you're kids. You go from these friends to those <laughs> friends to them friends right. to work where you get isolated. And most of the people you don't work with, you think of as friends. And our officers said sometimes, we're a family. I'm like, oh, no, we're not. Because <laughs> when, when, when they have a riff at the work, a reduction in force, you don't fire your kids and be like, kids, pack your bags. You know, right. we, it's been we're, great. we're downsizing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, so but I think it's important to be for, to give people a few of those markers and say, okay, how many friends do you have? How do you make those friends? What are the things to look for? But I think o overall, and you know, close to wrapping this topic up, is you got to try something, right? And so, what and are make those... it easy. Don't don't schedule something in the middle of the day where everybody has to rush through, right? To you know, deal fight traffic to get to a. Make an effort to make it easy is what would be my recommendation. Yeah. I, I think that inconvenience yourself for someone else shows someone that you're you're making that effort and I think that can lead to a good friendship. And always be able to listen because a lot yeah. of times I think that's the, everyone's got a story to tell. I think that might be one of the keys on why this group has tightened up. Because when you're sitting there and there's three or four people, there's multiple voices, but you have to be quiet and listen. Instead of breaking off, you and I, Lauren, breaking off into a conversation, leaving the coffee shop table to go have another conversation. No, our group stays together right. around the table. And so the conversations come back to center. There might be a side conversation, but then it comes back to center. And listening shows respect. Absolutely. So, and respect builds relationships and relationships, friendships. So yeah, they're, all, they're all big parts of it. Yeah. I think the underlying message, if we can convey to you is just find someone to go grab a cup of coffee, start asking people. We have invited a lot of people. Some have not shown. Some people have made it more of an effort to come. Some have come a few times and then decided that this wasn't the right gig. And Ian mentioned early on, people are going to figure out their own way. So yeah. don't overthink it in the beginning. Yeah. And just take that first step, get started, and you, and it'll take you in places you never dreamed. Yeah. So that's um, wrapping for our episode on, you know, how many friends you got. Until next time, we'll, we'll see you on the next episode. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>